Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, where each week you will hear topics related to women of faith and entrepreneurship who are cultivating lives of impact that will one day lead to a legacy. My name is Shelley Tyson, and I will be your host each week as we chat with other women who are navigating business, faith, parenthood, and a lot of other topics that relate to building lives that glorify God and serve others abundantly. I hope you enjoy today's episode and are encouraged as you intentionally choose to live a life of impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Shelly. I'm so excited that you are joining us today and to introduce my guest, Sarah Vale. Sarah and I got connected through a training that we took together I don't know, Sarah, in 2020, I guess, is when we first met and have developed a relationship over a lot of different things. And I am so excited to have her here today talking specifically about how to take care of our bodies and really this concept of doing hard things, even when we're not motivated. And she is a beautiful example of this and really has a platform to encourage others to pursue this. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Sarah, tell us a little bit about what you do and how you serve people. I know we're talking about fitness, but you do a lot of other things. So tell us about all the things that you do. Sure, sure. So first and foremost, I'm a wife and a mom to three very active boys. They play a plethora of sports. So we're constantly running around to all of their things, which is so much fun and brings me joy. I do work in corporate America. So I have had a job for, I'm going on 14 years this year at a company that is headquartered in Dayton, Ohio. I also volunteer really heavily and serve on the board at our local church. So I love that. And I'm very passionate about fitness and just how to encourage others to use their bodies to make themselves feel good and to really find their kind of like untap their potential. That is amazing. I honestly, how in the world do you do all that you do? I'm listening and I'm thinking, how do you have time to do all of these things? I don't know. A lot of people ask me that. You really have to make the most of your day and prioritize. And I know that we, that's probably a common answer that a lot of people say is prioritize and time management, but it really is. And I think it comes down to finding what your priorities are and just making sure that you kind of stick to those non-negotiables in your life. So kids are obviously a non-negotiable, serving at my church as a non-negotiable and working out. I love that. I think that's so true. And it does sound so simple, but you're right. It does come back to that all the time. And we do make time for what is important. And I think that you're a beautiful example of that. And you just mentioned that of these things are important. And so I am going to take my time and prioritize it towards those things. So what is your favorite thing about fitness and how does that fit into all of these other things that are important to you? How do you manage to make that a priority? Sure. So my favorite thing about fitness, honestly, is just the the feeling that it gives me that endorphin rush when those when that serotonin goes off. That's my favorite thing. And, and honestly, this morning was a perfect example. I've had a really long week and I did not want to work out. I didn't. I just and I can admit that, right? Not all of us want to work out all the time. We're not all motivated constantly. Yeah. Uh, and I laid there and I laid there. And finally, I thought, you know what? I know that feeling after I get done and nobody regrets that feeling. So that's one of my favorite things. The online fitness is actually a little bit new. So I used to be somebody that had to work out in a gym. Like I had to leave my house and be in a different physical place to get it done. But just with life and seasons changing, having the ability to do it online has been 
like instrumental to making sure that it does stay a non-negotiable because like we just talked about, I'm busy. I have kids, all of this. So the convenience and versatility of having it like at my fingertips has been really key. And I don't know about any of you, but I'm a chatter. So if I would, you know, by the time I drove to the gym and drove home, that was probably at least 30, sometimes 40 minutes of time I was saving. And plus all the chit chat, I love to talk to people. So I was spending even extra time chatting. So it's just, it's a time saver and I'm able to make sure that I get a really good effective workout by doing it online. Yeah. I think that's a great point too, is to find what works for you and what works in different seasons. And it may change. I know for me, I, I went to the gym pretty regularly in 2019 and 2020, and then things shifted in our season. And I started thinking, okay, there's gotta be a way for me to save some time and still also make this a priority. And so a shift was needed. So what have you seen as you have made this shift for yourself into the online space that it worked for you personally, but at what point did you begin to see, Hey, this is something that I could offer to others. So honestly, when the pandemic hit is when it, it hit me that this is something I could offer to others. So I, I love a community aspect when with working out um, and when everything shut down, I thought, like, what are all of us going to do? Me, like people that I used to work out with. So I just threw it out there one day and said, I'm going to just lead some workouts. And if, and if anybody wants to join, you can join me and we'll do it via Zoom. I'll write the workout out and you can follow. And we did that for at least, I want to say 10 to 12 weeks. And it was great. And then things started to open back up. And a lot of girls said, are you still going to do these workouts? Like, don't stop. And it was fantastic, right? Because that was a little bit of a nudge in sort of a belief in myself that, hey, I can't, oh, I can do this. So I took that and turned it into a business and have just kept, kept going and growing since. Incredible. I think it's neat too, that you started out offering something that was free, really just a free service to others as something that was benefiting you, but also benefiting them. And then when the need arose for, Hey, maybe like continuing to begin building on top of that. Because I think sometimes when we think of like building dreams and building businesses and all these, it can feel so big and if it can start out in really small steps of just serving someone with something that is valuable to you, that you can offer to them and then building as they, you know, explain their needs along the way that often can be the best organic growth and really helps create motivation to keep going. Cause you know, that it's actually serving someone, you know, it's hard to build a business if you don't know if it's serving anybody. So what are some challenges that you have run into now that maybe things are opening back up and you have this thriving online business now, um, helping others create consistency in their fitness. What are some challenges that you've seen along the way? So I think a cha- one challenge is just to continue to keep people really consistent and because consistency is really key in this whole big picture, right? And it is easy for it to not be, to not be a consistent in their life. So, and also in line with that fitness to me is not just physical self fitness to me is your mental health, your spiritual health and your physical health. So being able to connect with people and helping them realize that all three of those are really important to fitness per se, and just not having the ability to really, I mean, we have an online community, but sometimes that one-on-one connection really helps kind of drive their own belief in these, in these three components that I think are really important because I mean, let's be honest, sometimes a workout for me is more for my mental health than my physical. It can be an outlet. It can be a stress relief. Again, with that like endorphin rush that we get, all those things play into it. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge is just trying to 
make sure that you can really connect with people on that level and help them understand that all three are important and the consistency piece. Yeah. That's really interesting that you bring that up because it really is more of a whole person approach as opposed to you do your workout, you check the box and you move on with your life. And, and so that to me brings much more balance in a way to approaching a workout in the sense that it's not so much about checking the box and showing up in a physical way. That's, that's important, but it's about the underlying why underneath. Why am I even taking care of my body in this way? And you mentioned the one-on-one component. Do you do offer any kind of like personal training or is it mostly just in this group kind of community setting? Both, both. So as this business has evolved, it started out just with virtual classes. Um, but now I'm actually sitting in my home studio. I do offer in-person boot camp classes and then also one-on-one personal training which has actually circled to virtual personal training also. So I have a client, this is just an example. She lives in Florida. She's back and forth a lot. So sometimes she comes in person and then sometimes we set it up virtually and we can train one-on-one. So yeah, it has been fun watching this business kind of go from nothing to offering a variety of services. That's incredible. And it's neat too, that the virtual component works in all of those situations. So you can do the virtual component, even if you have an in-person class, I guess you can just set up the virtual part, which is so, it's so cool that we have that technology that can allow us to have that community and to really figure out what works for us individually. How do you manage growing your online business, doing your, your corporate job, doing life with the boys. How do you make all that? Like, when do you work out Sarah? Honestly, <laughs> isn't that a million dollar question? Like yeah. how is there enough time in the world for everything? So first and foremost, I tell everyone, like give yourself grace and the expectations that like society and culture places on us can be really daunting and make this feel mm-hmm. like it's an unachievable thing. And a lot of times I have to remind myself that my expectation is gods of me, not everyone else in the world. Right. So I think that's the like first thing is when you're, whether you're like somebody that's been working out forever and you just need some extra motivation or you're brand new to this and have no idea what you're doing, go into it with having grace for yourself because we are all busy. We have, you know, with a million things in our lives, which could be different, but again, it comes back to those like understanding your priorities and non-negotiables. So working out in my life is just, it's a non-negotiable and and I'm passionate obviously about it. I do love it. But like I said, this morning was a day that I definitely could have skipped it, but it's just a non-negotiable. I have a plan. I know how many workouts a week I want to get in. And I wouldn't have met that goal had I just, had I just stayed in bed. What time I work out early, early in the morning is ideal for me before everyone, anyone gets up. Because once, I mean, if, if you're a mom or you have a family, you know that at the drop of a hat, your plan for your day could change. So the best for me is to just get up early and get it out of the way to make sure it happens. But the great thing is that these online workouts are so versatile. So let's say hypothetically speaking, my kid woke up at 5 a.m. when I wanted to work out and they're throwing up and I'm, this is like, it's not happening. <laughs> I can do it later, right? Like it's, right. it. hopefully my day allows for that. And again, because these are shorter at home, really efficient, I can surely find a pocket of time to fit it in. Yeah. I think that's a really great point too, because if there isn't flexibility and grace in it, then we are less likely to follow through. But then there's also the importance of having that accountability. And when you do have a community or a trainer that you're accountable to, it makes it a lot easier for you to show up and do it because you know, you have someone to answer to and 
we all know that we are much more likely to follow through on goals if we have accountability. So I like how this has flexibility and the accountability kind of built built into that. How do you encourage, say, your new members who come in and they don't have a lot of background in working out? How do you encourage them to stay consistent? Sure, sure. So I think it's important if you're new coming in that you have a plan, but something attainable, right? So a lot of times you'll hear, you know, fitness professionals talk about maybe five to six days a week. That can seem like a lot if you're just getting started. So if you can find even just two to three days to start out where you, again, it's a non-negotiable, you're going to get those two to three days and try to stick to a plan and plan ahead. I think it's easier to, to stick to. I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, Shelly, but one thing that helps me stay really disciplined and making sure that I hit all of those days is something that I do with my alarm clock in the morning. And it sounds so silly, but it, it helps. I set probably two to three alarms every morning. So if I know that I have to get out of bed at, let's say the least, the the last possible moment is 5.30 to teach a six o'clock class. I'm setting like a 5.10 and a 5.15 and a 5.30 alarm so that, because I know even after all the years of working out, I still don't get out of bed. Like there are people that are wired to just pop up out. And there was a season where I could do that, but not now, not as I get older. So I purposefully set alarms early so that my brain and my body is already being interrupted to get up so that when that 530 alarm goes off, I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. that's good to prepare to succeed basically the night before, which is interesting because it's almost like it helps your brain even imagine what it's going to be like to wake up, to get up, to get moving, to get dressed, all of that. And it just, again, like takes that resistance down a little bit further so that it's easier to maintain consistency. That's such a great advice, like set multiple alarms so that your body is prepared. And honestly, if you are a person who hops out of bed, I just want to meet you. I am fascinated by that. I am fascinated by that wiring. I also do not hop out of bed. And so I love meeting people who do wake up that way. But I like the fact that you're talking about fitness can be something that is attainable in the mornings, even if you don't hop out of bed on the first alarm ring. What encouragement, Sarah, do you have for the girl out there who feels like fitness is for everybody else, or maybe fitness is just for the athletic girl, or she feels like she doesn't know enough about fitness to even get started? What, what is your encouragement to that girl? I love this question because when you say, is is it just for somebody that's into fitness? Like God gave us, gave all of us bodies, right? He gave us all muscles. He gave us all the ability to move. And we may not all be wired with a gift to, to love fitness, but we were all wired with the ability to take care of our bodies. And that may not necessarily be strength training. It could be walking. It could be dance. It could be cycling, anything, right? So I think it's important to find something you love to do. And if what you love to do doesn't match your goal, right? So if you love to run, but you want to add on some muscle, those can be counterintuitive. So I think it's important to making make make sure that you're doing both. Like if you want to add muscle, add in those strength training days, but, but still run because that's what you love. And that's going to keep you motivated and keep it exciting. If you take out that element of what you love, then you're setting yourself up to fail. I really appreciate how you're talking about what you love and what your goals are, because I think those two are not necessarily 
always differentiated when you're talking about fitness. And I'm thinking about back in my early years, I did not see myself as being athletic just because of some things that were said to me as a young person. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I tried a different type of workout that I loved that felt so natural for me that I actually saw, Oh, I am able to do this. And then later on realized, Oh wait, but I have some other goals that this particular workout doesn't necessarily meet. And so now I need to try to get it aligned. But we were just talking before we hopped onto this episode about how I hate leg day. I honestly always have probably always will. Who even knows I could grow in that area, but recognizing that every single day is not going to be leg day helps me show up because then I look forward to the non-leg days when it does feel more natural to me. So I think that's a really good point that you bring out and maybe helps bridge the gap. Yeah. And I think it's so funny that you just talked about your childhood because I too was somebody who was absolutely not like athletically inclined. I went to a school that you didn't have to try out for teams. Just if you wanted to, you were placed on the team, but I was the best bench warmer you've ever, you've ever met. So when I found working out, it was something that I was able to kind of control and progress at my own pace. And nobody else was necessarily counting on me. Right. I'll never forget the time I was playing on a basketball team. This was middle school girls basketball. We had a three-day tournament and I didn't get put into the game one time. And my mom yelled at the coach later, like, why did you not put my daughter in? And this poor coach, I mean, now as a mom with like watching competitive sports, I know why I wasn't put in. Right, right. Right. But when I found working out and it was something that I had the control over like how well I could do it. And honestly, it's just something that if you, if you put in the work, you will, you will progress, you will get better, you will get stronger. And that's something that I just absolutely love, love about fitness too, right? Is it's, if you put in the work, you're going to see a result. And it's really a skill. It's just like anything else. I think we think that it's, you know, you're either born with it or you aren't. And it's so great to know it can be learned. It is like, okay. So I tell people this all the time. It is as much about training your mind as it is about training your body, Mm. whether it's the actually physically getting through the workout or actually getting yourself up to, to the workout, your mind is like training a muscle. So the more and more you do a bicep curl, the stronger this muscle is going to get. It's just like the more you can train your mind to push through or to get out of bed or whatever it is, the easier that becomes. Yeah. That's really a good thing too, because it's almost like fitness starts before you even get to the gym or before you even start lifting weights or before you get on the treadmill, it's fitness. And that goes back to what you were talking about earlier, where it is really a whole person approach. It's not just the physical action of taking care of yourself. Such great, great advice. If you were to go back and tell the Sarah, maybe in high school, anything and advice moving forward when it came to how you took care of your body and your mind, what would you tell her? I would tell her to stop waiting for whatever she's waiting on. There's never a perfect time. And I'm sure this is like an answer that you, all of you have heard at some point in in your life, but there's a reason why people say it over and over is because it's so true. I put off so many things about fitness, especially especially just starting this business in general, it was like, well, I need to make sure I, I have, I have this certification. I have this website. I have, I mean, Shelly, you and I've talked about this at length. You knew that I was stuck in this. Well, I have to have all of these things done before I can start it. And it was like, no, that's the, 
you're, you're going to learn as you go. You're going to make mistakes as you go. But if you don't, like if I hadn't started, I, I never would have. So I would go back and tell her, stop waiting. It's never a perfect time. Just like I hear some of my girlfriends like, well, we'll like when they want to plan having a child, there's never a perfect time to have to be pregnant. I have some girlfriends who are like, well, we want to try after this vacation. Yeah. I'm like, well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad that like, I know, I know that fertility can be a, a touchy subject, but the point is like, there's never a perfect time for anything you want to do. You just got to start it. You just got to start it. And that's simple advice, but you're right. We have to be reminded of that often Mm -hmm. because in our brains, going back to our minds, we will talk ourselves out of it. And I think that is one thing I appreciate so much about you, Sarah, is how honest you are about the fact that you will not always be motivated, but you do always have a choice. And if you wait to act until you're motivated, more than likely you'll only act a small percentage of the time. But if you act, then the motivation is going to follow. And I think that's always something that I appreciate so much about how the honesty with which you communicate about fitness is just refreshing. So for our audience who is thinking, okay, I am feeling a connection with Sarah. I think it's time for me to either start or be more consistent in how I take care of my body and my mind. How can they get in touch with you? How can they figure out if this is a good fit for them? Sure. Awesome. So I am in the process of building out a website, but in the meantime, you can find me um, the easiest way is on Instagram. Um, my handle is se underscore bales. There's also a community Facebook page. If you just look up SPB fit, that's it on Facebook. Um, so one of those two ways. And I also want to encourage you if I'm not the right fit, find somebody that you make a connection with, because like we've talked about a little bit earlier, having that accountability or someone that you know, that is alongside you kind of cheering you on. It really is key to keeping uh, kind of pushing you forward. I will put all of those in the show notes for y'all to be able to connect with Sarah. And I like how Sarah talked about finding someone that you really connect with, because that's huge. One thing that I love about Sarah's workouts just personally is that we'll be in the middle of a rep and it's starting to get that burn It's so hard. And Sarah's like, meet me here, meet me here. And it just encourages you to keep going. So I love that attitude that you have about it is knowing it's hard and just being that cheerleader, which is so, so huge. Thank you, Sarah, so much for sharing your story and your experience. And thank you for being an example of how to care well for your body and for your mind. It's beautiful to watch. I'm privileged to be um, in relationship with you. And I cannot wait for our audience to get connected with you. Thank you so much, Shelly. I love today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening today. My prayer is that this episode today has encouraged you that wherever you are, wherever God has you walking, whatever season you're in, you can make an impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. If you would like to learn more about Cultivate and how you can continue making an impact in your home and in your business, you can check us out at cultivatelegacy.org or follow us on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy.